17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. We know about Geno Smith, of course, and Kenneth Walker is there. But ultimately, the big story for them is their wide receiver room, that they have Tyler Lockett, they have DK Metcalf, and then they also went out in the draft and got Jackson Smith. I never like to say his last name because I don't like to say people's names wrong. Um, But JSN. Yeah, thank you. Because I don't like to say people's names wrong. I hate when people say my name wrong, so I'm not going to butcher that young man's last name. So I'll call him JSN for short. Um, But ultimately... That room has been impactful for what it is that they have been doing. Tyler Lockett has been with that team for quite a while, and he's been a consistent um, playmaker for them. Obviously, we know what DK Metcalf can do. And then if you follow GSN in college, you know that he's a playmaker, and he's done well for them as well. So this definitely feels like this poses as a potential threat. And um, even to the point – where Marlon Humphrey, you know, mentioned it. He said that him and Brandon Stevens, or he calls him B. Steve, um, you know, just really got to make sure that they do their part and, you know, covering these guys and just making sure that they don't get any big plays off of them. Cordell, you've already mentioned, like, you feel like Stevens has played some of his best football and probably one of the better cornerbacks, even over Marlon Humphrey thus far this year. So is this the week that Marlon steps it up? I mean, I feel like he has no choice because – this is a really good wide receiving core. It is. It is. Um, one thing about them, Marlon was absolutely right. Gino is going to throw outside. He's going to throw to his outside receivers. That's who he's looking at all day. Um, so they are going to get a lot of work, both of those guys. And so will those safeties because they will test you deep. Um, Tyler Lockett is the one that you really have to pay attention to the most, though. Everybody gets caught up in DK Metcalf because, you know, he's the big physical specimen. He's fast. He can go up and get it. He's six, what, six, five, whatever he is, six, four, runs like a four, two, four, three. Uh, I totally understand it. But watching Seattle, and I, I do watch quite a bit of Seattle, um, Tyler Lockett is the guy. He he he's the guy that finds the end zone more times than not. He's the guy that you really do have to watch on some of those deep routes. Um, and I don't know how he still manages to continue to get open. I mean, he he just does. He gets over the top of the defense. Now, the good thing for the Ravens is they've been the best team in the league in terms of not allowing the big play down the field. It, I don't I don't know many big plays that the Ravens have given up this year in the past game. Um, so that bodes well for them. Geno's not playing the way that he played last year. Let's just call it what it is. He's he's not having that type of year right now. It's not terrible, um, but just not as efficient as he was last year. So you can get him to turn the ball over. You can get him to make mistakes. You can get him to take some sacks uh, by confusing him. Um, I do think that nickel blitz that the Ravens have used all year will work again against Seattle this week. Um, Seattle does want to run the ball. This is Pete Carroll. He is not going to let them be one dimensional. He does want them to run the ball. So you do got to pay attention to Kenneth Walker who gets involved in the pass game as well, but he's really good at finishing, um, in goal line situations. I mean, they get down inside the five, they're giving the ball to Kenneth Walker and more times than not, he does find the end zone. So definitely got to give him credit for that. Um, but the, 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 
DK is a problem, but he's just not consistently involved. DK will be involved early in the game, and as the game goes on, he just disappears. He he flat out disappears. Um, and I don't know if that's scripting. I don't know if it's the way that teams are guarding him, but DK just has not been uh, the type of player that we're used to seeing him be over the last couple of years. You look at DK's games. Um, this last game against Cleveland had a season high, uh, 14 targets, only five catches for 67 yards, though. Uh, he missed the Arizona game. The game before that against Cincinnati, four catches for 69 yards on nine targets. The Giants game, three catches on four targets. I mean, DK gets started early. They make it. They may. I'm going to give you this script right now. Seattle will probably score on the first drive of the game because that's what they do. They come out firing. They're going to walk up the field. They're probably going to score on the first drive. After that, you may not hear anything else from the Seattle offense until maybe the fourth quarter. I mean, that's just how <laughs> it's gone for them. So I, I, I do think it'll be a battle between the Ravens offense versus the Seattle defense. But in terms of Seattle's offense against the Ravens defense, I think as the game goes on, the Ravens defense will, will be just fine because Seattle's offense on, the, on a weekly basis just seems to always stall out. My, I think one of the things that you mentioned about Kenneth Walker is like, you know, um, what we saw last week from Demarcado, and I hope I said his name right, mm -hmm. um, you know, he averaged almost four yards per carry, didn't get 100 yards, but, you know, you you saw him chipping away, chipping away, getting good yardage. And so we're I think I think the wide receiving room is obviously something that we should be concerned about. Right. Because based on their names, you know that they can make plays. but are we just underselling what Kenneth Walker can do, particularly after seeing them utilize a guy? And I didn't really see many negative yards um, from the Arizona's running backs last week. I, I do think that that's something that we should just not, it's not a concern. I don't want to say that, but it's something that we should be on the lookout for and not take for granted. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You definitely can't overlook Kenneth Walker. I mean, he yeah. is he is a big part of what they like to do. Like I said, they definitely like to run the ball. And he's a good running back. I mean, it, with without a doubt, he's a he's a good running back. Um, and they do have other weapons, Jackson Smith and Jigba, like you mentioned, Noah Fant out there as well. It's not just, about Noah Fant, the tight end, yeah. They just don't they just don't get him involved a lot. Um, but you do got to watch him because just when you're not paying him attention, he's open. And Gino, Gino is looking for big plays. That's one thing about Gino Smith. He's looking for big plays. He does want to throw the ball vertically down the field. He throws it outside the numbers quite a bit. Um, but Gino just gets into a shell where, like I said, I, I think Gino is, is I don't want to say easy to confuse, but you can confuse him often. And uh, if he, the, the, I don't know how often the Ravens will confuse him because Mike McDonald does like to come out with the same type of looks. But so he may not confuse him pre-snap, but I think as the play goes on is maybe where he could catch Geno slipping. He could think he sees something that he actually doesn't. Um, but I really do like the matchup with the Ravens defense against um, Seattle's offense. They're just inconsistent. Uh, they're turnover prone. Um, and I, I just feel like that, that, bodes well for the Ravens.
Now, remember, they came back and won against what a lot of people considered to be a very good Cleveland Browns defense and ended up winning that game, um, who is ranked two in defensive DVOA. So I hear you. I do. But I don't want to I don't want to get too comfortable, you know, because the, the Browns defense is very good. And then they found a way to come back uh, after being down late in the fourth quarter to win that game. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, in large part due to P.J. Walker, who stinks. Um, <laughs> very good. Good point. I mean, they're turning it over. I wouldn't say the man stinks, but he, he ain't as obviously as good as uh, Deshaun Watson, I would think, at quarterback. So no. you're right. OK. I mean, and, and, I mean, and I don't want a situation they didn't want to be in. Right. I mean, and it, and it was a low scoring. It, it was still a very low scoring second. I mean, Seattle scored 17 in the first quarter. Like I said, they start fast. They didn't yeah. score again until the fourth quarter. They, they, yeah. they scored that seven, the, the, the touchdown they needed um, in the fourth Go quarter. Go ahead. Yeah. Once the def, you know, Cleveland's defense is carrying them all game, but definitely this is a, t- I don't, I don't want to make it sound like, I think that the the Seahawks aren't good or something like that. I mean, this is definitely a team that can beat you if you allow them to without without question. Um, and if you let any NFL team hang around, how about it? You're going to you're going to pay the price at the end of the day. So for sure, this is a team that if you get the opportunity, you have to put them away because they are tough. They 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 are a tough team. They're coached well, um, and they're not just going to go away. Completely agree with you there.